dipping into spirituality doesn't mean you have to immediately jump into, you know, I believe in light language or I sit every day and connect to my spirit guides or, you know, you don't have to go to ayahuasca on this big like spiritual retreat sort of thing. Like it can literally be as simple as am I willing to sit down and meditate and connect to myself and connect to my body for five or 10 minutes every day? Spirituality gets a lot of side eye these days and admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello. Welcome back. I'm laughing at myself because you can't see it, but I'm kind of doing like a little cha-cha dance. I'm just like, I'm just on one today. I'm a little excited, but I always get excited, as you know, when I hop in to record and chat with you all. So yeah, I'm excited today, per usual. No one is shocked. Um, But we're talking about spirituality and personal development today. Like, where is the line between them? Is there a line? Are they one and the same? Are they different? (laughs) All of that in the episode today, which I'm super excited about. And I'll tell you why this came up as we get into it. Might seem kind of like a random question that I'm pondering, but that's just also kind of how my brain works. (laughs) If you haven't caught on to that by now, I just think about a lot of random shit all the time. Just a little inquisitive little nugget over here. So (laughs) anyway, Quick couple of announcements before we dive into the meat of the episode today. So, I mean, on the topic of spirituality and personal development, I feel like this is so topical, but just wanted to remind you about my two fun human design related offerings right now that I have going on. I mean, these are going all the time, so it's not like there's a, you know, specific window or anything, but I just like to remind you about them because I love them and they're so much fun and I like to invite you all to join me in that. So first I have my just regular reading and I've actually added an opportunity for you to add on three days of Voxer support for integration. Now you don't have to use these consecutively. They don't have to be right after the reading. And the reading, by the way, it's 60 minutes. Um, We can go as deep into the information as you want. We can focus more on integration, but this is more the, you know, traditional setup. But those three days of Voxer support, I'm so excited about these because in these more traditional reading formats, you know, when you and I are just chatting for an hour about your chart, about all the different aspects, you're just sitting there absorbing the information, like it's not all going to absorb at once. And with human design too, so much happens and so much comes up in the integration phase. And so I'm super excited to add this as or offer this as an add-on because within the month following your reading, you have these three days that you can use at any time. You just have to let me know 24 hours in advance what day you'd like. And we hop into Voxer and you get to ask all of your questions. You get to clarify. I can help add some, you know, integration practices and some questions for reflection for you as well. So it's a really, really exciting and really fun way to have a little bit more hands-on support as you integrate. 
<laughs> this is something that I definitely wish I had when I first started diving into human design. Um, I spent a lot of the time chewing through the information on my own at first. And like, honestly, none of it made a whole lot of sense at that point. After my first reading, a lot more of it clicked, but there's still so much that happens as you start to really work with this very unfamiliar you know, tool and start to apply it to your life. And so it, I think, is invaluable to have the ability to go in and chat with someone who has spent a lot of time, knows what they're talking about, and knows how to help you integrate. So that is the first option. The other option is Immerse, which is my three-week crash course to human design. This is where we get to spend a little bit more time going over just the basics, the three kind of main aspects of your chart that I really think you should have such a tight handle on as you get started in your human design journey. If you get, I mean, particularly two of these, <laughs> but really all three of them, if you get these right, and it's going to be an ever-evolving process, of course, but if you can really start to integrate and utilize these in your daily life from the get-go, you will literally like quantum leap yourself forward in your journey with human design. Your authority, your profile, and your energy type, that covers so much, honestly, of what you need to know. And I even take a little bit of a different approach, I'll say, than kind of traditional human design, both in the reading and in Immerse specifically. But I look a little bit beyond traditional profile. I look a little bit beyond traditional energy type and really get specific to you and how these different energies and these different qualities kind of operate within you because there's often deeper layers that if you're just kind of looking at profile or if you're just looking at energy type, you might be missing. So I love this format. Like I said, it's a little bit more time we get um, an hour a week for three weeks consecutively. So we really have time to talk through what the embodiment of each of these aspects look like. We talk through, you know, challenges and potential roadblocks and, and what you might be experiencing now versus what you might be experiencing when you actually start to integrate and embody these. So I really love this one. Um, you can find the links for both of those in the show notes for this episode. I hope you hop in. I hope to see you there. It is so, so much fun. And it's really just a chance to play and explore and, and see how much easier things can get for you. So super excited about those as always. Now let's get to the topic at hand. Where is the line between spirituality and personal development? I really don't know why this popped into my head recently. It was kind of out of the blue. Um, I was literally laying on the couch in the morning, trying to drink my coffee, reading a book, but I could not focus on my book because I just kept chewing on this question, as happens to me often with different you know, topics and ponderings. But I really think it's interesting to consider you know, what tools and strategies and approaches would be considered spiritual versus what are considered a personal development? Can you even really make a distinction between the two or are they kind of one and the same? And, you know, I was thinking about all the different tools and practices that I've collected over the years, kind of thinking even more broadly than that about receptivity to them at large, you know, just like normal morning thoughts. But I was kind of thinking about what are more generally, you know, quote unquote, accepted versus which are met with a little bit more resistance. And I feel like in general, you know, things that fall under spirituality are often met with a bit more resistance than things that are considered, quote unquote, personal development. And, you know, I've even thinking about my like education and, and 
all of the different trainings and certifications that I've been through, even back to my master's, what kind of tools were bucketed in each of those and even resistance to things like meditation, which we'll get into in a moment. But, you know, I'm the type of person where I will pretty much try anything and everything. I've always considered myself to be quite open-minded, though I would say I definitely have gotten more so in the past few years. I think that's one of the benefits of the physical healing journey that I went on is at so many points along that journey, I met resistance and I honestly had to look in new ways or, or look at new or consider new tools, I guess, explore new tools and explore new practices because what I was doing wasn't working. And so it kind of forced me to open up to try things that I might have previously not been inclined to try or, or, you know, consider things that I would have thought were maybe a little more, quote unquote, outside the box. And so on the topic of resistance, I think there's a few different forms it can take. So I think it's just helpful to keep these in mind as we kind of consider this question. For some, the resistance is simply that they don't want to change their routine, which is something when I was seeing nutrition clients, we'd see this all the time, right, is I don't want to meditate because I just don't want to add it to my morning. I like my morning routine, whatever. For other people, it's this skepticism of the thing itself and that it will really benefit them. Uh, I've met that resistance or that brand of resistance a lot too back in the day with those nutrition clients. It's like, I don't think I need it. Like, I'm, I'm good. And then there's even kind of a step further than that. And it's a sort of disbelief in the tool itself, kind of the belief that it's a little bit bullshit or that it's kind of made up, you know, this sort of essence to it. And perhaps there's more than just these, but these were the ones that are kind of top of mind to me as I was kind of thinking of this. And so it often, to get past these levels of resistance, it requires a certain amount of pain or discomfort to overcome it, right? Which is a little unfortunate, like to the point where you're just kind of like, fuck it, I'll try anything, which I definitely hit that point many, many times along my journey. But there's also the other side of the coin where it kind of requires an openness to just kind of explore and see what's out there and see how things might improve when you give this new tool or practice a shot. And I definitely have had that be true for me um, at many points along my journey as well. And especially recently, it's just like, let's see how much better it can get. Let's try this thing on. And if it doesn't work, great. But if it does, even better. And so another thing that I was thinking about along these lines is how spirituality and personal development have really gone hand in hand for me. Like they are almost one and the same. So I kind of started along this like thought experiment, right? I started trying to draw a line for myself. Like what would I consider personal development and what would I consider spirituality? And I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I've talked about human design in the very beginning, my announcements, and I would consider that very much a spiritual tool, but it has also been one of the biggest levers for personal development. And that's kind of one of the things that kind of led to this question as well is like these tools that are often considered spiritual have helped me grow as a human being so much. And so, so I started doing some digging around this thought just to see for myself if I could figure out if there was a general consensus or even if there was one. And I thought I would share my findings with you all because I think it's really, really interesting. Like what I found I think is actually really interesting. And I think it's it's fascinating to consider for yourself. Might even challenge you to change your perception of it a little bit, which, you know, I'm all about that. I love a good, you know, expand your way of thinking moment. So 
here we go. I'll start with the way I was thinking about some of these tools. And I kind of just mentioned this, but trying to categorize some of them for myself. Human design, obviously, that's like my bread and butter these days. It's always top of mind for me. I think about it a lot of the time. Maybe not all the time, but definitely a lot of the time. And kind of like I mentioned, this seems pretty obvious as a spiritual tool. I mean, I would definitely agree with that. It quite literally pulls together a bunch of other, you know, esoteric tools, astrology, I Ching, things like that. And so, like I mentioned as well, this has been such a massive lever in my personal development journey, like my growth as a human, my acceptance of myself. So at that point, like, can I really say it's just spiritual? So already we're kind of getting this like overlap. You can't really tease them apart. And so then I was thinking, what about something like meditation? And I personally would initially think spirituality for meditation. It was my first real foray into spirituality, if you will. Though my intention at the time was not anything related to spirituality. It was really just to help regulate my nervous system. Because at the time I was dealing with really extreme anxiety. My adrenals were totally shot. And so it was really more like a physical healing intention that started my dabbling in it. But at the same time, it's such an ancient practice, right? And I I link this more to, you know, Eastern cultures, which I also just kind of inherently associate with, especially the ancient ones, with philosophy and mindfulness and these kinds of things that really roll up into spirituality to some degree. I don't know if you can really pinpoint, you know, one specific origin of meditation, but I did kind of a quick search just to see, and it points to Taoism in China or Buddhism in India all the way back around, you know, 500 BC, perhaps even before that. And certainly, you know, even thinking about today, many cultures and religions have a form of it. It could be, you know, mindfulness meditation or visualization or just simply like quiet contemplation or prayer, which I feel like all kind of roll up into the same thing, just different names for it. But I digress a little bit. (laughs) It, you know, meditation also appears on basically every list of personal development tools that I looked at when I just kind of Googled personal development. (laughs) It basically just spat out different articles that listed out tools that you can use for personal development. And meditation appeared, like I said, on almost all of those lists. And there's certainly resistance to it, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, resistance to meditation, you know, kind of in the collective. I would wager a guess, however, that there's less to that than there is to something like human design. So then I was kind of thinking, is it certain forms of meditation that might feel a little bit more, you know, quote unquote, woo than others? Would the receptivity change based on the type of meditation that you're asking someone to do? For example, you know, a visualization meditation where you're kind of anchoring into your ideal future, kind of the manifestation idea, does that seem a bit more, quote unquote, out there than, let's say, a mindfulness exercise where you're just focusing on your breath and kind of connecting to your body? But even as I was trying to break it apart like that and kind of categorize some types of meditation as spiritual and some types as personal development, I couldn't really do that. Meditation is meditation no matter what type you're doing and also kind of based on its history, also based on my own personal definition of spirituality, which if you've listened to episode two, it really just boils down to connection, right? Connection to self, connection to soul, connection to other. So under that definition, meditation really just feels a lot more spiritual to me. 
And at that point, I was kind of like, okay, what now? I can't really break these two apart, personal development and spirituality, both in my own experience and both for the sake of this thought experiment kind of search that I'm doing. I did, however, stumble on one article on that first kind of just general personal development search that more so defined it, like what it is, what makes it up in general. And I'm really glad I stumbled upon that because it completely spoke to why I really couldn't differentiate between the two. This article defined these kind of different spheres of personal development. There's five of them. So mental, physical, social, emotional, and spiritual. And when I saw that, I was like, of course, like, this is why I'm having so much trouble distinguishing them because they're not actually separate at all. Like spiritual development is a piece of personal development, which made so much sense to me as we are, you know, literally souls and bodies. So that connection to soul, to self, inner self, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, is so, so important. And I actually like that moment kind of thought of the Blue Zones research, and it, it reminded me of what the Blue Zones research says. And if you're not familiar with that, it's the areas in the globe with the longest living, healthy populations and, and the commonalities in you know what they do to be so long-lived and healthy. And one of these aspects, one of the commonalities of each of these regions and each of these peoples is some sort of spiritual connection. It's so interesting because like the lovers almost exactly parallel this personal development aspects, you know, these five aspects that I just mentioned. It's like movement and diets and socialization and spirituality, just kind of a fascinating connection. And so my big takeaway from this, or my big takeaways, I guess, there were kind of two big ones, were whether you're interested in personal development and you know growth as a human being in general, or whether you just want to live a long and happy life and healthy, some level of spiritual connection is a must. I feel like I've said this before in a previous episode, but dipping into spirituality doesn't mean you have to immediately jump into, you know, I believe in light language, or I sit every day and connect to my spirit guides, or, you know, you don't have to go to ayahuasca on this big, like, spiritual retreat sort of thing. Like you can if you want to, great, but it can literally be as simple as am I willing to sit down and meditate and connect to myself and connect to my body for five or 10 minutes every day? Or I mean, let's be realistic, most days because high we're humans and life happens and it's not going to be perfect and all the things. Or if perhaps it's not meditation, if you're not feeling, you know, called to that, what's one tool or practice that you'd be willing to try on to facilitate a deeper connection with yourself? It can literally be that simple. It can be super practical. It doesn't have to be this whole big ordeal. It doesn't have to be a, you know, 30, 45 minute long production. It can be just a few minutes, something super simple. And I'll even add to that, you don't even have to think of it as spirituality if you don't want to. You can think of it as personal development. Label it whatever you want to. I mean, I've said this in, in I think a couple of episodes before, but don't let the label, don't let the word be the reason that you don't try it on and engage. You know, I hope this all kind of encourages you to explore a little bit, to try some things on, to play with it and see how it might benefit you. Because I don't know about you, but if motivation or if the fact that a spiritual connection leads to such a long and happy and healthy life as one aspect, you know, in collection with all these others. If that's not motivation enough to try it on, I don't know what is. So like I said, I hope that encourage you, 
encourages you to just play, try it on, find something that resonates even a little bit, try it on for a while, see how it goes. And if that doesn't work, try something else. Just play, play. It's a big theme lately coming up is just play. What the fuck am I doing? And now my what the fuck am I doing story of the week, mushrooms at Coachella. (laughs) The third day of Coachella, I took some mushrooms, as one does. I'm not necessarily advocating that you do that. I'm just telling you a thing that I did. (laughs) And it was just a really particularly hot day. And I will just say that it being really hot and being on mushrooms is like not the best combination. So... I was a little bit on the struggle bus, but at one point, it was still a very fun time, but at one point I was laying on the grass next to my friend, you know, just drinking some water, hanging out in the shade, cooling down a little bit, and I look up at the sky, and oh my god, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but I look up at the sky, and I was wearing just like light blue kind of like translucent sunglasses, you know, like they're super trendy right now, Um, and I don't know if you know what diffraction glasses are, but they're those glasses that you put on that kind of like make starbursts out of lights that you can look at. They're kind of funky, kind of fun. And I was not wearing those. Again, these were just normal sunglasses, but I'm looking up in the sky and I'm literally almost seeing like the diffraction glasses on the sky, but it's just my eyeballs. (laughs) And I literally turned to my friend at that moment and I was like, who needs diffraction glasses when you have my eyeballs? Oh my God. I thought about that later and I was like, what the actual fuck did I say? Also, what the actual fuck taking mushrooms when it's that hot outside? Like, be a little smart. Be a little smart. Um, So anyway, that's my what the fuck am I doing story of the day. I legit cannot believe I told you that. But, you know, here we are just (laughs) outing myself on my podcast. But anyway... I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please consider sharing with a friend. If you do on Instagram, tag me so I can see it. I am so appreciative when you share. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it so, so much. It helps me grow the show, bring on amazing guests, all the things. And let's see what else. Oh yeah. If you screenshot your review before you send it in, I almost forgot to remind you, I will give you access just as a way of saying thank you to a special secret, not that crazy playlist that I curate for you. Again, just my way of saying thank you for supporting me and supporting the show, helping me grow all the things. I will leave you with my ponder of the week, kind of related to last week's episode, but I don't know why I struggle so much with literally like West coast to East coast time zone things. It's literally just adding or subtracting three. It's really not that hard. But I'm sometimes trying to coordinate calls with my friends who are both on the East Coast. And I'm like, wait, so like 1 p.m. is like what time? It's literally just three. It's not that hard. Why do I struggle with it so much? My poor brain is just doing the most. (laughs) Ah, Get out there and do less. I'm adopting that for the summer. The summer of doing less. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in again. I hope to see you here next week and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.